Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi and welcome to this week's Snowcast. Uh, it's me, DJ, and uh, Owen. We're, we're doing it solo again this week. We're uh, we're just kind of winging we're, it this week. We're dropping guests like <laughs> every week. <laughs> yeah, no. Must, uh, people must be getting sick of the Zoom. Maybe maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. Um, yeah, it's it, it's also nearly like I think a lot of people have Zoom fatigue. So I found this yeah. week, like you know, we we were doing a bit of texting about. Who, what will we do? What kind of way will we construct an episode? And what will we do? Who, who will we have on? And we were thinking about people to have on, and we had a couple of ideas. And then we were like, we need to be organised if we want to have good guests on. Like we need, you know, like we need to fucking actually yeah. have a plan. So, um, and as well, I found like Zoom Zoom fatigue is definitely a thing at the moment. Like it's a weird thing that you never would have fucking come across two months ago. But uh, just even asking people to come on to Zoom. Um, you know, I know a couple of WhatsApp groups I'm involved with would, would be putting up like Zoom chats every now and every couple of days, and I find like you'd be really enthused if you haven't been on one in a couple of days. Have a can with a couple of lads and a couple of girls and have a chat, and then all of a sudden, like one goes up next the next night, and you might drop in for a half an hour. But the third night, you're just like not not even entertaining this. Like so, even asking people to jump onto Zoom and do a podcast, I'm, I'm a bit like I don't want to be asked this week, so I'm not gonna ask anyone. No. No, I think yeah, I think people are getting fairly fed up. I actually heard a funny story of um, someone there recently who was invited to two Zoom quizzes, I think, on the one night, um, and basically they used the excuse of the other Zoom quiz to get out of the Zoom quiz they're invited to. So they just were like, "Oh no, I can't! I'm on another Zoom quiz twice." Using that excuse twice, and then just sat on the couch and watched Netflix. That person was not me, but it was it was uh, someone we both know. I'll, I'll let you know afterwards. Perfect. Uh, that, <laughs> I'm just like, thank fuck I didn't organise a Zoom quiz this week. I'd be paranoid now for the next hour. Uh, no, that's that's exactly it. Like, I actually, um, I went on a I, I went on a quiz last night um, with Far Fitness, the gym I go to. Haven't seen any of the people that go to the classes since all this began, and they've got a really good like private members Facebook group or people are putting up pictures of themselves exercising and all they're doing. And like, I was uh, kind of like doing it at the start, but the last few weeks have been like, not, not happening. Um, no. So back in the horse this week, but I was laughing. I was thinking like, oh, I'd be good to see the lads. And I was kind of texting Robbie, the guy that owns the gym during the week about other stuff. Um, and about maybe like getting some personal training and all that when lockdown lifts. And even again, like trying to support the local business and be like, 
right, I need, probably do need personal training, eating fucking brownies and, and, and all that at the moment. But I just thought it'd be good to fucking check in. And uh, it was class, actually. I, um, I, it, it's the first time I used it, this app called Kahoot. And uh, they used it to run the quiz. And it was really fucking good because um, what, what I found was uh, it was this thing like the, the, the screen is shared and the questions come up. And the question comes up and then it gives you the, the options, an MCQ, like four different options afterwards. Yeah. And they're all color coded. And on the app on your phone, on your screen, you don't see the color code. All you see is squares with the colors in them. So like the screen says like, you know, fucking the four answers and the right one is in the blue box. All your phone screen says is the blue box. So you're trying to fucking check the screen and the quicker you answer, the more points you get. And get consecutive oh, okay. ones in a, in, a, in a row. Right, get get you more points, so it's fucking good. Like, I was I was having like it was it's a bit like who wants to be a millionaire back in the day with the fastest fingers first because if you answer fast, you get more points. And then like you could be going too quick and hit the wrong fucking answer, like and and be like a dope because all the everyone's answers came up then at the end of the question. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. And you could see it was a very obvious looking at the scoreboard if someone got like a really easy question wrong. So I was like, it's good crack now. It was one that was the kind of thing like. That kind of quiz now is good, fun, and innovative. Like it wasn't bad. Um, yeah, yeah. We had a we had a, a Zoom quiz there last night, um, and you know, kind of the general like general knowledge questions and different rounds and stuff. But then there was a good like there was two two or three good rounds in it now that were like you know they kind of appeal to everyone like who wouldn't have a great general knowledge knowledge. Um, that there was so there was one that was like uh, famous faces and familiar faces, so it was like a celebrity um, face mashed up with one of the participants in the group's face. So and then you so you have to guess like the celeb and the person in the group who it was. And um, so yeah, that was that was pretty fun, like very innovative. Um, and then there was just ones. Um, there was like place names was around as well. That was like. And kind of riddles based on um, based on places in the UK and Ireland. So there was like, uh, what was one? So say like uh, the body's only regenerative regenerative organ um, and a body of water or something like that. Liverpool. So um, they're yeah they're 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 really good. Um, so yeah, they're they're ones like just those riddly ones as well are, are always re- pretty good. Like, you know, or, or any of those like kind of pictogram things are, are good crack. Cause, uh, you know, it's not, it's not based on like, oh, I hate, actually, I hate questions that are what year was, and you're like, oh, I couldn't give a fuck what year the ba- ba- battle of Waterloo was. <laughs> like, I couldn't, like, I, I, I just, I hate, I hate to kind of date things like that. Like, sorry, Finn, if you're listening, but, uh, yeah, yeah, I just hate, I hate kind of questions like that. They're just so specific, like, you know, where you're like, it's, it, it's, it's not even kind of guessable, like, you know, it's a lot of the time, like, it was like, oh, I don't know, 1815 or whatever. Like any, any random date, like, yeah. <laughs> any random, any random old fucking date, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, um, yeah, I, I don't know, I, I'm getting a bit sick, not sick of them. I like, I, I like them as well. So we have one that's on, that one last night is on every Saturday night. And it's great because it actually puts a bit of like a routine or a bit of something to look forward to in, in the week. So you're like, you know, Saturday night is quiz night and you see like this group of like uh, 12 people or whatever and go crack, like, you know, everyone's on and everyone's giving a bit of banter. There was a bit, a good bit afterwards last night where uh, we were like, so the quiz was over and we all started going back through like old Facebook photos and posts and stuff like that. So like everyone was just like, like just like on the laptop, just like fucking on, on somebody else's Facebook on it. And just like, then just like putting like the phone screen up and just being like, you idiot, look at you here. You look like such a fool back in like 2004. And it's uh yeah. R- really good really good fun um that'd be a great um that, that'd be a great like a uh, tv show you know you know the way i i was actually listening to the radio the other day they were talking about um st- struggles that uh that they, actually do you know what it was it wasn't radio i was listening to one of the echo chamber podcast the other day and they were talking about the, the struggles that the art and um, the arts are going to have to create new content and how to create new content and stuff like that and like that 
TV companies were re really, really uh, worried about um, getting new content that they were going to run out, especially like streaming services and everything. They were like, how do we get new content up and, and, and ready and available? And there's going to be like a, an absolute drought of new content in a couple of months' time because all this stuff that was planned is not going to be done. But anyway, what you're describing there, do you, do you know those TV those shows that used to be on Comedy Central, like where like celebrities roast each other? You could do oh, yeah, like yeah. a, you could definitely do like a, a social media roast of someone to that kind That'd of be thing. Like, be it'd be like fucking, it'd be better than Gogglebox, you know? It'd be fucking brilliant oh. watching. Imagine. Oh man, that would be so cringy. Imagine the shit I said. Actually, was a, there was a Kira had a post up there the other day, right? And I think it was a picture of her or something. And uh, so, like, it was just a, it was just a random picture of Kira in this, or was it a picture of me and Kira? Anyway, it doesn't matter. But like, the first comment underneath it was me saying, "You're a dick, and I hate you." <laughs> 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 that's there forever for your for your grandkids to see in 40 years time <laughs> but, but but right what I actually think happened in that scenario was that somebody had left a comment above it and like had like either left Facebook or had deleted the comment or whatever right so then like my comment then appears I'm obviously responding to that person's comment being like oh, yeah. oh you look like you look like an idiot or something in this photo like you know and then I I I'm commenting underneath to him or her saying you're a dick and I hate you uh, but no now it's just like under and then Kira's mom then comments like a few few <laughs> comments later and like oh you look lovely or something and I'm like oh <laughs> god <laughs> like uh, yeah, that's it. Like those, like Facebook memories and Snapchat memories and stuff like that. They're oh, fucking they're cringe. They're cringe. You know what? They're they're lucky. They're lucky mix though. Like I actually, I had a really lovely like Facebook memory with my grandmother who passed away last year, the other day, and I was like, oh, this is amazing. Like, and I was like, fucking, I saved that picture, and it was just a really, really nice moment. Like the next day, then like it was like, I don't know what it was like your Facebook memory and it popped up and I was like, what the fuck is this? I said, I don't know what I said. I made, I made some stupid comment anyway. And then all the comments underneath are like, you know, you're just looking at something. You're like, what was I thinking? What was my frame of mind when I was, but the thing is like, you're a 20 year old. You're probably after being on the Raz for three days straight. Like you could be, it's, like we were so, we were so lucky that we were in that bridge between social media becoming mainstream and figuring out how to use it and what to use it for. Like, like we were 22, 23 before Twitter really became a thing. Like, like yeah. imagine, imagine people now, like teenagers, and like there some people, their every thought is put up onto social media. And you're like, fuck man, like I'm like I'm a devil for it, but fuck it. There'll be some memories in a couple of years' time, people like of people when they're like 14, 15 on Facebook, you know, and I, uh, like, I'm so fucking glad it wasn't around back then, you know, like if I, it's so, it's, you're so, you're so right though. Um, like our accessibility to it back then, like, you know, like say Facebook was around, I think like 2008, I'd say would have been in, um, in Ireland, but like, like we were only able to access it from our laptops or, like whatever so i remember there was actually a funny comment in the quiz last night where someone was just where we were talking about like the library in in our college ucc and uh someone was just like oh sure so you never saw the inside of the library like you know and then we were like uh actually we did because that was the only place that like you could access facebook or whatever that you'd, you'd go in and like remember there was those kind of like standing uh tape like those those yeah. tape those desks like with just where the lips like, opened yeah, exactly. Where, yeah. where, like, with computers on it, which were obviously meant for like searching books in the library or where to find things. But like, it was just full of like students, like just checking their Facebook and Bebo or whatever. Like, um, but yeah, like so funny when you look back on it now, where like you just didn't have it on your phone because you just didn't have the capabilities to look on your phone. So it is definitely a blessing in disguise, especially as well. I think like the fact that like phone cameras and stuff have just become so good now but like back then like you like you know it looked like you're taking a photo on a potato like you know and you're just like 
you, you wouldn't post as much because it just looked absolute muck like the whole time, you know? Not blurs, like. Blurs, yeah. That was actually, I think, I, I actually quite like um, all those photos, like some of those photos then from like nightclubs and stuff from college as well, whereby it's just like this kind of weird, blurry, like hazy photo of like, and all the, the lights from the club be all over the place and like everyone looks mangled, but like it's the, the, how bad the photo, how bad the quality of the photo is as well, it kind of adds to the whole atmosphere as well. Whereas like now, like it'll be just like, like full high definition resolution of you being in the nightclub. There's this that 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 just reminds me of this one particular part of Havana Browns that like we would we would you know sometimes go to in college and run the nightclubs in, in court and. Uh, there was this one area when you went in first where it was like divided by um, like a, a, a shelving and lighting in the middle and you could go oh, yeah. in and around um, and it was just a, a bar at the front when you'd go in and then it would lead on further to like the, the dance area and, and, and all that and, the, and the, the biggest bar. But that particular area, there's so many blurry photos that, that, that were on my Facebook from there where it's like and you know like it comes up like photos of you if someone's tagged you in them and you're like there are nights where i wasn't even out but someone just assumed it was me because it was blurry and it was a tall fella and they were like what the, you know they fucking tag him away like you know like that's not me i wasn't even out that night you know like i know that, tag, that tagging thing was reckless as well like it's like fo- random photos have been like put up like <laughs> yeah uh geez simpler times simpler times indeed uh, you were on the quiz last night. Um, this, this this thing leads me on to the next fucking thing that I, I thought would be worth exploring is uh, how's how's your drinking habit changed? You know, obviously pubs have been closed now for what two months. Like, um, how's your drinking habit changed with the pubs being closed? And now, like, you want, like, you know, you you've you've got access, you you've got access to alcohol like kind of every night. Um, and now that drinking isn't framed through the prism of you know, I'm looking forward to going out, socialising and have a couple of drinks socially um, with the fact that there's like, as you said, fucking Zoom nights every couple of nights and, you know, it's a great excuse to have a drink. Do you find you're drinking more or less or um, how, how are you finding it at the moment? And I think it's, it's something again that's going to evolve the longer the pubs are closed, I'd imagine. Um, yeah, I, I think, um, I don't know, it's a, it, it, it's a funny one, it's a mixed bag. Uh, so I think like, I'm quite good uh, on school nights, all right, um, that I wouldn't be drinking. I wouldn't see the, the need to, to drink. Um, but then, like, if, like, say I was off on Friday this week, um, and Thursday night, I was like, ah, sure, I'll have a glass of wine. And I actually, did I keep it to a glass of wine? No, I didn't, did I? No. No. Well, no, sorry, Thursday night... Thursday night, I think I had a glass of wine and I had, actually, I had um, a thing of porterhouse, plain porter, which was lovely as well. I had that um, after wine. So that wasn't too bad now. I just had those two drinks. And then Friday night, um, didn't have a Zoom thing or anything on Friday night, but I had uh, four of the Rascals um, Fruitropolis, um, those mini cans, because I was in Aldi. Uh, it's the first time I've been in Aldi um, since lockdown because, well, normally kind of Kira does the shopping midweek anyway, went around, but um, I kind of found myself feeling more secure and safe in Tesco because there was kind of like the wider aisles, better queuing system, especially that Tesco Nace, there was kind of like better queuing system to, when, when it kind of initially kicked off. I know like Lidl and Aldi are good now and that um like that they've kind of implemented things but i think at the start they were kind of slow enough to actually get everything in in order so then i ended up just going nah fuck i'll just stick with tesco anyway went to aldi and got those fruitropolis things um and and then finished them and then last night then i had a bottle of wine um over a quiz but i felt like you nearly when a quiz or anything comes up, like you're kind of automatically just reaching for a can, like, you know? Yeah. And, and then it's like that bottle of wine as well. Like, so say Saturday night, like myself and Kira, or yeah, say for myself and Kira, we're going out for a meal or whatever. Like we might go out and have like 
two glasses of wine or whatever. Um, and Kira normally drinks white, I normally drink red. So then we'd like just be buying by the glass. Whereas like last night, like should the red wine was open, like like I had to polish it off, like you know. It was, sure. You have you have vinegar in a bottle. You don't need more vinegar in a couple of days' time. Yeah. So then, like that was kind of like that's like when you think about it, it like it doesn't seem like large volumes, but like it's well, like last night was binge drinking, like so, like that's three nights on the Raz in a row, like and then tonight, like I was going to be on today on on, on doing the snowcast night, and like sure, like. Like, I really want to drink. I was just like, oh, I've worked now in the morning and like, I actually just don't feel great after the three nights drinking away. Like, so I'm on the water tonight. Um, yeah, but, for sure. Yeah, no, it's, it, it's just, it, I don't know, is it like the, I think it's like the availability of drink. You kind of want to support local breweries and things like that. And by, you know, you want to have a bit of drink around the house and stuff. Um, but like that just means you you can drink it easier as well. Like if it's there, like there's no there's no deterrent for you, you know. It's so it sounds it sounds like the way you're describing it there. Like the three the three kind of nights having a couple of drinks has just kind of snuck up in you without even realizing it. You know that kind of way. Like that's almost yeah 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 um, yeah. yeah no like they were they were totally like you know as I didn't say like a glass of wine and a porter on the first night like that's not too bad. The floor, like there were little stubby cans of the Fruitropolis, like that's also not too bad. But like it's just like I also could have had like one or two of those cans and left off the other two for the following day or whatever. But like nah, it's just just kept. I just enjoyed it so much, and I was just yeah. like, well, there's no no one in the fridge. Like in fairness, like Fruitropolis is the kind of yolk that like you've drank three before you know it because it goes down so well. Uh, yeah. And so then, like you said, the quiz I found out last night on the um. And the fire fitness quiz actually that was my first drink all week was the the, the quiz last night i had one of the um the kinnegar high glen the dry hop citrus sour that i was talking about last week and um, i actually enjoyed them so much that i got uh i got a couple of more there the other day just to just to top it up but would you believe during the week a couple of people were on to me um about a few things and the the olin's tarp the apple sour that i talked about last week uh from mm. kinnegar Two brothers were on to me fucking during the week, like get me some get us some of those, like we fucking need them. Uh so I must get on to Kindergarten and find out what the story with it is. Like um I, I actually I, I should have looked this up before I come on and look like a dope now, but I don't know, is it like a staple or do they do they sell it all year round or what's the story with it? But it's amazing. So I actually got the last five cans out of our team stores the other day. So so um, I have them for the boys there and uh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I'll see what the crack is. I'll keep them in the fridge and sure, like, um, sure, hopefully I'll get to go down and see the lads in a month's time or so and bring down a few cans to them or they can, they can collect them halfway or something. But uh, yeah, fuck it. I've, I found, that was the first thing I had last night. But with the quiz, oh, actually, this this is the thing, right? Last night, because the downside of that Kahoot was the quiz kept going on. And the, I had the laptop in here in the, in the, in, in the room that I, in, in the little mini office I have. And then like the fridge is in another room. And it was 51 questions, but they were like consecutively asked because there was no break because it was all done on the app and timed. So I was oh, like, fuck, right, I, can't okay. go, I can't go get another can. So like I did my usual thing of like taking a big scalp of a first sup. And then I was like, I need to manage this now to another fucking 49 questions. So I was sipping away. Well, it is that thing when you're in a quiz where like you're just automatically reaching for the glass. And I find the same actually with a pub quiz back when pubs were open back back in those days that like the pub quiz like you you drink at a ferocious rate when the quiz is on because like it is that mm. crutch every time it's almost like every time a question is asked and you answer it's like, like right take yes. a sip reach for the glass yeah <laughs> or like yeah or drown in your sorrows in the lack of knowledge that you have but uh, i yeah. i found that now last night uh but then like the quiz finished up and we actually went and watched um Myself and Eve had, had, had uh, the last episode of The Last Dance, which we might delve into in a bit more detail next week, uh, lined up to watch last night. So I only I finished it, I left it at the I left it at the one can. Um, and then this evening then, so I've actually not been too bad uh, the last few weeks with the drinking. Um, but this evening then, uh, I was like, right, 
during the week when I was getting those cans of all and tartars, I want to stock up in a few bits. And I, it's, just, it's it's actually ties into what you're saying about buying stuff like that. So I was like, there's a couple of bits that I want. Um, when we were doing when we were doing streaming these live to YouTube uh, for the first handful of self-isolated ins with our technical glitches and stuff, I was ashamed of my glasses. Uh, not my glass, glass for my vision, but uh, the glass I was drinking a beer of. So in fairness, uh, our keen stores gave me a nice Ballycake cabin pint glass. Um, the, that they had uh, left behind um, so left over so I have a good pint glass now but also I went down to the Kildare Brewing Company's website the other day because Mark one, Mark my brother as well who, who had been on to me about Odin Stark came on back and said he, the lockdown IPA he, he was like that's one thing I'd love to get but Mark was a bit of an idiot like trying to order stuff online for himself it's useless so I went and had a look on the Kildare Brewing Company website and I actually ordered a case of um the lockdown extended IPA, their 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 newer uh, iteration of the lockdown IPA, and uh, they actually sell pint glasses on on the website as well. So <laughs> I've ordered a couple of pint glasses from the Kildare Brown Company as well. Oh, and nice. Um, but then tonight, actually, so like Kinnegar, I've actually been giving them a lot of love on the social media for the last week because, in fairness, like we've gotten to how many snowcast episodes and never really featured any of the beers on it, and um. I was actually fucking delighted to be able to feature them last week because I don't drink from home much. I don't drink many cans. So with the lockdown, I've been drinking more of stuff that I've always loved but never had access to in the pubs. But I've got this Crossroads American-style uh, IPA from Kinnegar tonight. Uh, it's 6.2%, but it's fucking delicious. And I've got a phenomenal can range like at the moment, Kinnegar. Um, so I'd, I'd say I cleaned Arkeen out of Kinnegar stuff the other day. Um, the, the the crossroads IPA this is lovely like it's fucking it's an American style so it's not too citrusy it's hoppy it's lovely it's got got a lovely balance really nice finish and uh, it's gone down fairly quickly there now it's fucking sinking through it and um, so I just I really wanted to shout out Kinnick Harry because they're a phenomenal phenomenal brewery like so fucking good it's just a pity that like they're literally on the opposite corner of the country to where we are so like we're reliant on off licenses and stuff like that to, to, to provide them but i'm actually buzzing uh that's one that's one uh silver lining on this whole situation for me is that i'm able to drink more kinnegar beer and i'm able to um you know get beer from kildare brewing company and stuff like that um and actually that you mentioned rascals just from looking again uh they've got some really really good deals online i saw they shared um on twitter the other day so if people are interested in the fruitopolis you had last night which which actually we've had on the podcast then um, fruitopolis was on um we, we had fruitopolis and phil grimes a couple of times on the podcast featured on the podcast and they do the yeah. yankee ipa as well that we've had in the podcast too so it's another fucking great brewery but uh it is like you said there on oh, like it, it can easily fucking creep up in you and uh, the, the the fucking two or three nights in a row so I, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have a couple of cans after we finish this as well myself and fucking watch it. I think I'm trying to know film there and uh, have a couple of cans watching a movie because uh, I I'm really fucking really enjoying it today. But uh, I haven't had, I haven't really had anything all week. Um, I think I think as well though it's uh, it's that kind of fucking drive for routine that you talked about with your Saturday night quizzes that that has me not reaching for the can or the bottle every night so it's interesting like and um it's just a funny thing like it's 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 not a, i've never ever had to think too much about my drinking habit because usually it's we go for a couple of pints on the thursday record a snowcast and um, i maybe then go for a couple of pints on a saturday night um whereas now i find like is it fucking th- who knows if it's thursday or saturday or what fucking day it is so it's, I know, it's, yeah, easy, yeah. it's a very easy trap to fall into um yeah I, 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 yeah, it's echo there that they're saying about like, I, I, I quite like um, a lot of the off and stuff now are doing like they're doing like deals on a lot of these cans or bottles or whatever of um, but they're doing them like per brewery. So, like, there I was saying I had that um, plain porter by the uh, Porterhouse Brewing Company, um, but I'd also gotten like uh, their session pale ale. Um, I think it's like a regular pale ale or uh, some other IPA that, that they have, and I got something else. But it was like four for, it was four for eleven or something in um, the carryout by me. Um, but yeah, it was, it was uh, I quite enjoyed like just kind of you know you, you see, you see like you know 
you go into some places and you'd be like, oh, I'll get two of these, two of these, and you kind of cheer around. But this is quite nice that you are able to like test the a lot of the one brewery and just be able to like have a like a little taster of all their offerings um, and just kind of how they go about beer. So yeah, love that kind of porter. It was really, really nice. Um, nice and like it was nice bitter porter, you know. So like, a lot of times we've had like kind of coffee porters or kind of caramelly and stuff like. So they're they're nice and sweet and stuff, and they're great to have like mm-hmm. those kind of oatmeal ones and stuff. But this is just like proper classic like bittery old old porter like it's lovely um and the, the, the session pale ale is lovely as well really really light um, and nice so yeah shout out to them they're uh, a good, good old brewing company as well there brilliant uh that leads us on nicely to point watch on um so the segment that we introduced last week where we have a look at the i suppose any developments over the last week in relation to pubs, uh, off licenses, um, stuff that like the, the Engineers Federation of Ireland might come out with, or how the media is portraying the approach to pubs reopening, etc. So, is there anything that caught your eye in the last week with Pint Watch just to say that pubs might get to open earlier, or we might have access to pints uh, on draft a, a little bit earlier, maybe able to sit, sit at a bar and have a pint before? You predicted August 10th last week, and I predicted the August 24th. So. Has the needle changed for you, do you think? Um, well, I thought it was very interesting that uh, Hartwell, this is, I, I can't remember what the paper was on, but it was saying that, probably on all the papers actually, but half the pubs in Dublin are thinking of opening up as restaurants. Um, so, like, I don't really know what the legislation behind that is. Is it like that they're allowed to then sell food in the establishments, like without a liquor license or whatever? Like, sorry like very difficult to see how like again as we were kind of we've been kind of harping on about a few weeks now like you know this place like Phil Grimes that gives you a pizza does that count itself then as a restaurant or or Grady's Yard or whatever like things like that like um like you know a lot of those places are offering food like let's say Grady's Yard like the food in Grady's Yard I assume is not their money maker they're offering that as a as a means of getting people into the establishment and like you know relaxing there having a bit of food you know having a bit of food and staying there so that they order more drinks and that that's the actual reason why they offer food in the pub whereas like I don't see them opening up as just a restaurant not being able to sell yeah. food like you know actually it's funny because uh, not long before uh, not long after they had started providing the food in Grady's Yard and Kevin and Vic had said to me uh, when they were there at the time <laughs> that they were nearly worried that the food was taken over and um, so yeah I think like that's that's a classic example of somewhere that that the food is an accompaniment to the drink and just socializing as opposed to somewhere that you're going there for food and, and the drink is an accompaniment to it yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I'd love, I, I suppose fucking it'll, it'll all pan out now in the next few days and weeks and stuff. But, um, yeah, it'd be, it'd be interesting to see what the, what the plan of action there is. Um, but if that goes ahead, then like the needle goes back to phase three, like, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. And phase three is June 29th. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which, which which would be a huge leap, like you're talking about six weeks um, earlier than a lot of businesses would 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 have anticipated, um, and it's funny, like I like, I, I I don't know how how many pubs would get away with that, and um, certainly a lot of pubs that wouldn't be wouldn't have a, a kitchen on site, I'd imagine would automatically not qualify for that. But what was also very interesting to me during the week, I don't know if you saw it, was the the on Clareburn Live, I didn't actually see it on the night, but I, I just came across it on social media in a few days after I watched the video where actually um, uh, there was Claire Byrne, a, a pub owner from Cork, and um, two other people, uh, Jesus, I, I, I don't even know who they were, um, but they were on the TV show featured, and they were on, I, I think it was the pub, uh, I think it was the pub from Fair City, the, the set from oh, Fair yeah. City. And they basically were sitting in chairs. I think so now, I could be wrong. But ultimately, they were sitting with the, the measures that were proposed by the Fintaneers Federation of Ireland and trying to enjoy a pint. And it was very interesting to see it laid out. And I think it was funny, my, my looking at the segment, it's about eight and a half minutes long, and uh, we'll actually retweet it on the Snowcast um, 
Twitter page tonight. Um, but it was very interesting looking at that and thinking, right, how practically would it, would it work out? And what I found is they were all actually quite enthused when they got the drink first and, and seemed, well, as they discussed it and the practicalities and they ironed out the issues and it was a bit like, right, is it that practical? Now, the pub owner was very adamant that it was practical at the beginning and then he started to come around a bit to the, the logistical issues. Um, and, so, and they were saying that, like, one guy was saying that he wouldn't enjoy it and one of the women was actually saying it was quite nice. And um, I suppose the thing as well is if there's not that many people in there, you can still have a conversation with someone that's a couple of tables away because there's not too much noise drowning it out. Now, you can't have a private conversation in that setting with someone because you're sitting no, two meters no. away from But that, that's, that's neither here nor there. And, and you know, that, that's another issue altogether. So I was like, right, maybe. But then the one thing, the one thing that none of this can answers is the toilet issue. And I think that's, I think that's ultimately like, will be a big struggle. Um, and, and, and actually, uh, James Murphy, Dickie sent me on an article in the Irish Independent there yesterday from Paddy Murray where he asked, he went and asked a few pubs including Sean's Bar and Athlone and a few other pubs around the country about how they felt about lifting measures and then um, about uh, and what their current view in the whole situation was and like Sean's Bar were very like you know in fairness like they've been consistent throughout you know ultimately at the end of the day public health is the thing that matters most but um it was funny, a lot, a couple of the bars, one or, one or two of the bars are very much like, you know, we want to open, we think this is fine. And then in other places, like, well, if we open, we're only able to open under the conditions at 30% of our capacity, and that's not financially viable. So it's, a, it's still a real bind. Um, the one big development in the last week, I think one, I don't know what your take on this is, is the, is the, the some, some emerging evidence in some, some countries, I think, have, have implemented this where instead of a two meter social distance, when you're at rest, one meter is sufficient. Um, mm. And I think that would, if that was to become the public health advice, that would be a big game changer into everything that we've talked about. Um, and a couple of weeks ago, when we went through the challenges and why we didn't think it would be, uh, pubs wouldn't be open until the very, very end, one meter would be a game changer there I think and it would it would give a lot of a lot of pubs and restaurants the ability to put the argument forward to say that they could open sooner uh, than August 10th if the trends and the numbers and the figures in Ireland stay on the trajectory that they're currently on in terms of case numbers and deaths and uh, ICU admissions and what do you think? Yeah no I, de I definitely think if that did come into place um, then it would help. Um, the only thing is I'd say is that uh, that pub in that fair city pub, like, is obviously like laid out perfectly for every single like camera angle, like maneuverability, whatever. So like that pub was probably already nearly observing social distancing with like you know being able to, <laughs> and like you know it's a huge a huge big floor space and things like that. Anyway. Um, and I'm just wondering, like, how many pubs, anyway, would have that kind of a layout, like, or like that much of a gap between a wall and the bar and stuff like that, anyway. Um. So, yeah, I think firstly, I think like, you know, if if the people who were in that bar, including that publican, already felt quite uncomfortable, or that, you know, that it wouldn't be the best layout, then I'd. I wouldn't like to think about other bars like that won't have that amount of space available because let's just say you do have one area of the pub um, whereby let's say let's say we'll take we'll take our old favorite there Phil Grimes right so the front of the bar there um, is quite wide right um, and there's the boots and stuff like that where you're able to you know uh, knock in a bit. So you might be able to do something along there um, and have your few guests there, but then you'd have that middle section of the bar then where like you have like those tables and you have the stools and stuff like that, where it's actually very narrow. Yeah. And I'd, I'd like, imagine there, the, the, the tables at the back would have to be removed there straight away, wouldn't it? Like, yeah, those, but like, I'm still wondering, is there even like, do, like, do you know, like that's just going to be empty space there 
anyway I'm, then like you know I'm not going to lie like you 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 like given a visual description of Phil Grimes and what it might be like under social distancing like I've been I've been very strict and adamant about like and I, I've been very conservative in how, when I think pubs are open but I did get like butterflies in my stomach there when you were talking about like how Phil Grimes might be laid out and just picturing us fucking sitting in Phillies with a pint like actually fucking really got me excited um, and, and, and I actually have softened in the last week Um. I can see what yeah. you're saying about Phillies, like and, and like straight away one of one of our favorite pubs, J.K. Welch's, like God, one meter, there's not a meter one, there, there's not a meter no, from, the, from bar to the wall there, like no, and 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 like I think it's I think you're looking at a situation where like fuck it, a meter is a game changer for loads of pubs, like two meters can't be done in Philippines, one meter can. Um, yeah, two meters, yeah. two meters, two meters. Uh, Grady's yard actually is very well equipped. To, and they've got like partitions and natural partitions in the way the bar is laid out as well. Like yeah, it actually yeah. is 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 a very very well laid out pub for this situation to open. Yeah, up. they have a few physical barriers already in place and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like we we've often put up the cool picture of the little the little snug in the commas area out the back where we like to record where you've got like the 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 door. Or the reclaimed door there and um, partitioning off to the, the, the next set of tables. But like there's there's not going to be a one solution fits all here. And I do think no. I softened a bit in that I think if you can get 80, 90% of pubs getting revenue in even to break even, just to get them yeah. breaking even and get and you can do it in a way that minimizes public risk. And I think you're looking at the figures. Now, this is evolving the whole time, not to get into the science of it too much, but with like, you know, the, the virus has essentially suppressed an Irish community at the moment. Now, that's a live situation and it can't take off. What I find really interesting is we're actually in a situation where if it could be done and enough evidence came out to say that one metre social distancing at rest was sufficient, um, mm. I think then all of a sudden it's a game changer. Um, what I'm going to say about Point Watch and my thoughts on it this week are I'm going to give a date for two metre social distancing mm-hmm. which I think is August 10th, I'm going to bring it up from August 24th my conservative view last week, I think the data so far, and we're probably too soon since phase one has lifted to see proper yeah. data but I think I'm going, to, I'm going to come up to August 10th I think the way things are going at the moment I can see August 10th being viable I'm going to say one meter social distancing. I think the pubs would have a viable enough argument to win over getting moved to phase four. I don't think they're going to get to phase three. I think that's wishful thinking. Um, Mm. And I do think as well, it seems to me like the government, I I think the Temple Bar incidents and the the, the post-Cheltenham Temple Bar incidents when this was first breaking out and, and there was massive fear about the impact it could have on our society has damaged the lobby ability of BFI and these other guys because uh, certain pubs showed a complete disregard for public health at the time. Yeah. And, and, and a few have ruined it for the money. Uh, I think you're possi- I think you could possibly be looking at phase um, phase four at one meter social distancing. So that would be uh, that would be July the 19th or something July 19th I'm going to say July 19th I'm just going to pull the fucking data so I'm going to say August 10th 2 metre social distancing July 19th 1 metre social distancing depending on how the public health uh, stuff evolves so people stay tuned July 19th is less than 2 months away so we could be 7-8 weeks away from having a cold point in your hand if the country still plays ball what do you think? I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually right. Sorry now. I'm, before before I make the, before I make my guess right, I had a thought there while you were talking right. So in the in the Irish Times front page of the Irish Times there uh, yesterday was um, the legislation regarding takeaway points right. So that um, Gardy has because I, you've probably seen a few pubs in Dublin have and around a few other places as well but have been offering like takeaway pints to people um or or a home delivery pint service like you know if you're within like say um whatever 
uh, cares of the of the pub, right? Um, so they'll walk the pub, to, walk the point down to down to your house or whatever, or you can collect one, right? So the guards wrote to sought legal advice on it, and basically, uh, the legal advice that was returned is that it is completely legal to do it. So once the point is purchased on the premises, and I think it's like consumed then outside of a hundred meters away from the pub. And then it's fine to do so. Obviously, not or not in a public space. So, um, so it's fine to do so. So, what I'm wondering is, I wonder would it be a thing whereby, if they change the legislation so that you were able to have takeaway points, but like consume them within a public space, like say within a hundred meters of the pub. So you use say, let's say in Waterford like Jeff's and you use like there the Apple market area and have that all as a, a drinking ish area where you're able to like, you know, be more in an outdoor space and kind of spread it out. You know, I know it's very hard to kind of police then how many people are in that area or is, you know, because that's a thoroughfare as well and stuff. But I'm just like, that just came to me. I, I, I think that could be a, that could be a bit of a goer like to try and increase capacity and like, you know, like have it so that, you know, people are able to consume their drinks, like especially as well, it went coming into like the summertime now that like you might, you have the weather to do that. Like, you know, the, the problem, the problem there though is in order to get, I don't want problems, I want solutions. I want solutions. I know, I, I know, but, but I, I'm playing devil's advocate here in order to change legislation, you need a sitting government. And uh, yeah. I don't think we're going to have a sitting government before July. Personally, uh, I don't think we're going to have a new government elected before July. So I, I'm not sure that that I can see I can see where you're coming from, and I I think I think I, I do think as well like there there's issues with like pint glasses aren't allowed on the street and stuff like that. Um, yeah, but okay, but say but say even plastic plastic glasses then you know. Oh uh, no, I I'm I'm telling you now, right? I have the thoughts of my first pint. After I know, I know, in I, know my mind. I know. And if it comes to me in a gla- in a plastic cup, I think I might actually just fucking give up on life <laughs> then. So yeah. I, I, I'd rather, I'd rather, I'd rather wait an extra month and get a real pint than one of them plastic fucking cup yards. And but, but what? G- give me a date, so give me, give me, give me a two meter date and give me a one meter date. Um. So two meter date. I'm going to improve i think my previous guess and i'm gonna Ooh. say august august 3rd which is probably a bank holiday monday is it that's probably the bank holiday monday is it that one august 3rd um, uh, we'll see yeah. yes. uh so yeah maybe they might sneak in an old bank holiday for us um august 3rd and then i'm going to say one meter distance and i'm going to say the same as you that july 19th or 20th or whatever that is Okay, so we're saying like the original phase four in here. Uh, yeah, no, that's good. That's good. Um, but I, yeah, I've I've kind of, uh, so basically what I've done there is that I've I think that the phase four will be rolled out a week earlier. I think I think the data might improve the the rolling out of that phase, but I'm not sure if it'll be sufficient in time for phase three to be reduced in time if you know Fair what I mean. enough, yeah 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 um excellent so so basically if, if Come us, on, no us, <laughs> us who are not public health experts in any regard are saying <laughs> no. there's a sneaky chance of a point in july uh no yeah. that's 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 something for the something for the listeners and ourselves to look forward to anyway hopefully Hopefully, fingers crossed, people don't go too fucking mad now with the lifting of the phases. We're all hanging yeah. for a point. We're all hanging yeah. for don't a ruin, point. Don't ruin the points on us. Don't go around slobbering on each other yet. Just hold no. off, and we'll have a fucking point in July. Uh, Monday, Monday, song July, if there's points, points become available in July, I think Monday, song July will be number one in the charts all over the world. Just be like, oh. fucking, you'll have to rewrite it. Re- rewrite it. Uh, be like, you know, Julie, please, I'm on my knees. <laughs> the taste of your lovely new pork pints. Um, brilliant, <laughs> brilliant. Uh, I suppose, on just to finish up there, our podcast tonight, there, um, you were telling me before we came online, you had a, an Indian takeaway. Uh, yeah, what do you reckon, right? We talk obviously talking an awful lot about pints, 
uh, consuming alcohol, drinks, those kind of habits, right? Every Friday for the last five, six weeks, my favorite restaurant in Waterford, Roman's Cafe Wine Bar. Uh, Roman, he, he said it to me himself, actually. He was like, you know, he's opened up to do a takeaway menu. At the beginning, it was just a break evening because he was just sick of being bored at home alone with the family. He was like, fuck it. I'll go into restaurants, do a takeaway menu. People, if, if it works out, it works out. It's just something for me to do, um, which is great. But actually, it's fucking... He's an amazing cook and he's doing some fucking delicious, delicious food. So every Friday I'm ordering takeaway meal for myself and Neve, and it's proper Italian food. It's not your traditional takeaway food. And I'm able to fucking get that. We're able to pick it up in a tray, come home, eat it at home. Like really, really good, proper restaurant cuisine eating at home. And... Mm. Um, now, I'm sure it was done before, but like, I'm not the kind of person that will get takeaway restaurant food beforehand. I know Everett's and Waterford, who are recommended in Michelin Guide, are doing a different menu every week where people can order a three course meal. Um, and that's gone down a tree with people who've got that. I just, uh, is our habit for consuming restaurant quality food, not takeaway like chippers and stuff like that and, and Chinese food, but in terms of restaurant quality food, are our habits and demands going to, evolve and change and will we ever get back to the norm of packing out a restaurant people sitting close together eating you know really really well prepared and well delivered food or will there be now a demand for a takeaway market to overtake the traditional restaurant um uh yes so i think you're not going to be able to pack out a restaurant the way you were where you're eating elbow to elbow with the diners beside you like you know um like take for instance like uh, like take for instance burza in waterford i like i love that restaurant but oftentimes i feel like i'm in on top of the conversation beside me as well and um, claustrophobia yeah it's a, it's a bit of claustrophobia like so that's going to be have to be spaced out now they offered um a simple takeaway menu already for their for their pizzas there um, and a few other things like their fries and stuff like that. So like they were already set up for it. So that, that's why they, they'll have a, you know, they might maybe put a bit more emphasis, might expand that menu and that they have there. Um, and that's great. But yeah, the majority of restaurants won't be able to. What I found, I went to, where did I go for a meal? I can't remember. But I, what, what I do like about this is that um, they're offering like pickup times to get it so it allows like for the kitchen staff as well to be much more like manageable in the terms of when they have to have food prepared by so like you know if you have your like say i don't know five ten minute interval slots for person you're not you're not rushing and like having to focus too much on like having your your restaurant trade and your takeaway trade you know because you'd have like fucking a million people coming in at six, seven, eight o'clock or whatever, getting their takeaway. Like if you can only give say whatever, 18 slots or something over those three hours, then that's it. That's all you have to make is those 18 meals or whatever for, for, for that, for those times. Um, where, and like you can have your smaller, you're going to have a smaller restaurant then. So I definitely think things are going to change. I actually quite like the, the kind of like designated pickup times, like, you know, um, like it's the same as kind of like booking a table in a restaurant where you're yeah. like, oh, we don't, sorry, we don't have, we don't have seven o'clock. We can do half seven or half six or whatever for you. Like, you no, know, so that, that's, that's been, it. Like, you know, that's been my experience so far. I've been able to like ring up the, re- and I actually don't know, obviously for, for busier restaurants, it won't be, it won't be as simple as this, but like, at this, like I'm at the stage because I would have gone to Romans quite frequently before lockdown and would have always fucking engaged and chat with him. That like, you know, when I ring now, Roman knows my voice. So like when I ring, he's like, "Oh, DJ, what can I do for you?" And like I'll ring him, I'll tell him what I want. But then like I'll be like, "Can I pick it up at half six or seven o'clock?" And he'll be like, "Can you do seven fifteen? And we're like negotiating a pickup time. And it's like, yeah. it's great because he can, he's, he's actively planning out his work, which I think is really, really good. And it, it just make, makes it simpler on him. Now he runs a very simple little cafe restaurant, which is, is just himself. And I think it's his son that, that do the food there. And then 
you know, it's not it's not a complicated operation, but you can see how that would scale up and, and be manageable if you were working on very strict timelines. I I do think it's very interesting. I think it's something actually that I'd love to to play out a bit more with some restaurant owners and have a chat actually. And I know I know a couple of people who are involved in the business, so we might actually in the next couple of weeks I might talk to them about getting getting in touch with them about how do they see things going uh, going forward. And, and, and how would they see like the business evolving, if you know what I mean? But um, mm-hmm. I just think it's in, it's interesting. I fucking love going, I actually really, really, it's one of the things that I don't do as often as I'd, lo- I'd like to do is go to a restaurant, have done pre-COVID, is go to a fucking restaurant, sit down and have a meal and go out for a meal and then go for a drink afterwards. Like they're some of my favorite fucking evenings when it's a yeah. Friday, say you finish work and you're like, wait, we're going to go here for a meal and then we go for two or three, drinks and we'll be home at 11 o'clock i fucking that's a that's a great way to spend an evening if you ask me i really really fucking enjoy those evenings and it's something i didn't do more but now i'm, I'm almost thinking now like will there be a part of me going forward that every second time i would have gone to a restaurant in the past would i be like if i'd rather get it as a takeaway and have a couple of cans cans of kinnegar because i can't get kinnegar in a pub in Waterford at the moment so will i want Romans or bars, as you mentioned, food from Jeff's or something, in a bag, take home that quality food with a couple of cans and watch a film at home with the missus or whatever it is, you know. So I think, I th- I think as a consumer, there might be an awful lot more demand for that as people get more accustomed to eating better quality takeaway food, essentially. Um, yeah, like, yeah. I, I think there's all, I think I think there always has been a bigger demand for quality takeaway food like you know you've seen like the the likes of like oh like google searches for you know healthy takeaways or whatever like you know just people want to consume better quality food than like maybe all of you love a dirty chip every now and again like you know but uh, people don't want like that you know to bring i don't know like the dirty chip is good now night out or you know if you're in a rush or, or even if you just kind of feel like it but like the majority of the time you kind of want a nice meal like you know so yeah. i think definitely yeah as you're saying there the demand um for more options dining wise will be there and you know that's that does sound like i like i've like with when i was living in waterford um like if we were having a movie night or whatever like that savage pizza from burza would have been like top of our list to to get like you know because it was like a nice like healthy delicious pizza that you were getting like real thin crust um and like you're getting like truffle fries and stuff like that like um which was like real top quality stuff um and yeah there's just a there's definitely there will be a like a demand for that now i don't know it just depends i suppose like whether places you know does it, probably, it might mean then hiring another individual to look after that end of the business and is that viable blah 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 blah, blah. but yeah um i'd like it i definitely would you know like that like you know like depend on your mood of the night like you know do i want to head into a pub or do i want to head into a restaurant like as you said like that's like that is one of my favorite experiences is heading out for a night like where you're just kind of relaxed like listening to everybody else's conversation commenting on shit like just actually having a conversation phones are away you know whereas at home if you're sitting on the couch and you're having a meal um there can be a tendency to like not actually fully engage with the person who's across from you like you know um, and so it is sorry you you don't have to wash the cutlery that you use in the restaurant (laughs) exactly exactly but yeah like i love i love those like and then you know it's it's that thing of like you know you're finished it and you're like oh we head we have a drink now before we head home and you know you you get to you then get to change up your environment and you go across to Jeff's or you go across to into Davy Max or whatever you know you you get that kind of change and then that might even might another change of scenery, scenery after that to another pub like um and yeah I love I love fuck I fucking miss drinking so much I've missed this <laughs> this get <laughs> this. One this, one night on the water and you're falling apart one night on the water. This is, um, oh, nearly in tears here. This is oh, so hard. Oh my god! Just I just want <laughs> night, but but at I the same the, time, I yes, the I do. I could see me I, crying here. Yeah, I, I he actually has his head in his hands 
and he's rubbing his eyes, lads. It's actually comical. It's a, oh. it's a bit sad. No, but but, um, it, but no, I do get what you're saying though in terms of like there, there are other nights then where you're like, oh, fuck, come your arse now dressing up or getting ready or showering or whatever to actually head into a restaurant or you know sometimes you even feel like oh, I don't even want the fuss of a restaurant now. I don't want to. Like I don't want to be choosing on a menu. I don't. I just want. I just want food at home. I want to be cozy, cuddly. I want to watch this film and I, I, like so having what? that option of having that like that style yeah. of food being yeah, at home is also an amazing option. Yeah. The, Good question. The, the other thing I I just finally add to that is um like I think the younger the the, the generation now who are in their twenties have a, a much bigger culture of, of fitness and exercise and, and self-care. Um, and certainly our generation did during our 20s. I know I know it was growing at the time, but it's a lot more prevalent now. And I think the, young, the next generation again are a bit more conscious again. So I think there's going, like when you talk about the market, I think definitely when I come home from work and if I'm going to go on to Farm Fitness to the gym for a quarter to seven or an eight o'clock class and then coming home after that and I haven't eaten, you know, you can be damn sure if I could have a meal like that was healthy and like didn't completely fucking offset the workout I just did, but also like was really, really good and restaurant quality. And I could have that at home after working out. But I'm fucking sure I'd love to have it. You know, I'd love to pick it up on the way home yeah. to the gym and, and, and chow down on it. Because uh, the last thing you want to do after working a full day and going to the gym for an hour, an hour and a quarter is to fucking have to create and cook a meal afterwards, you know. Yeah, when you're yeah. not as organized as I am anyway, that's, that's part of the case. Speaking of food, it's uh, great for us to be able to, to harp on about food. Um, we're in quite a privileged position that previously we were able to go to a restaurant and at the end of COVID lockdown, when restaurants do open, you know, fortunately, touch wood, will you be in a position to do that one? But then um, a lot, a lot of people won't. So I just want to just want to reiterate the pleas that we've been putting out the last few weeks for donations to food banks. Uh, if wherever you are located, if you're in a position to donate to the food bank, we would strongly encourage you to do that. Uh, usually on the podcast before COVID, we would put out calls for patrons on our Patreon page. But honestly, if you've got a couple of pounds to spare at the moment, give it to if you can donate something to your food bank, it'd be great. Uh, locally here in Waterford, the Waterford Food Bank um, are accepting donations from the following locations at the moment. Arkeen Quality Food Stores, the Aldi Stores in Arkeen, the Glen, Tremor, Ferry Bank in Cork Road, and Super Value Stores, Caulfields at the Hypercentre, Cork Road, and Quishes in Tremor. So if, you're, if you do your local shop, if you're in any of those stores, and you um, have a five or tenner lying around just to spare, throw a few tins of peas, beans, cereals, biscuits, you name it, just throw a few of them towards um, the Waterford Food Bank if you can, or wherever you are located, if you're listening to this. I know we've got a, a good listenership in the US and the UK and, and, and abroad. If you're listening to this podcast, just please, and you have a couple of pounds to spare, just consider um, donating to your local food bank. The food bank is something that we are very passionate about here at Stonecast, so please uh, consider that. Um, that's been a fucking great chat. We were a bit all over the place there, and I was like, how will we get an hour with this? But we fucking flew through it there. She's like, I said, talking about growth for, for, for forever. Yeah, I know. I enjoy that now. It's it's good to um, it's good even just like catching up, man. It's like, yeah. Um, and like I think as we were saying, like it's like we we're talking about those Zoom quizzes and stuff like that. Like it's it's great to have like a bit of structure in the week and things that like you know tell you one day of the week from the next. So I enjoy having these once a week anyway. And yeah. <laughs> I think God, I missed the pubs. I missed the pubs. I know, man. I know. <laughs> Zoom fatigue. He's, he's having the DTs yeah. at the moment, I think. But uh, yeah. it's, it's, good, it's good as well. Like, uh, just uh, like anything you can do to get a self of accomplishment at the moment is, is worth doing. And recording mm. the podcast and getting it out there for us is definitely, uh, it gives us some sort of fucking full sense, uh, sense of accomplishment. Uh, so it's well worth doing. Um, Listen, lad, you know where to find us if you're on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Look us up for Snowcast and all of those. Um, thanks a million for tuning in. Your support, as ever, is always appreciated. Thanks to everyone who's engaged us on social media. The last couple of days, we've had a few tweets that have done quite well because people are liking, retweeting, and getting involved. And uh, thanks for getting in touch. And thanks also for buying local and drinking local. And there's been a good few people I've been in contact with, with me recently about drinks that I've spoken about in the Snowcast, about breweries that I've, I've, um, 
I, I've promoted on, on social media and it's and they've been in touch. Kinder Broom Company have been in touch with us. Yellow Belly have um Kinnegar have to say that it actually means an awful lot to them and it does make the difference. So thanks to everyone who's who's invested in drinking local produce. It'll, it's what will keep our communities going at the end of this crisis is supporting local producers, local uh, companies, local shops, etc. So thank, thanks all of you. Um, lads, you heard it here tonight. Could be two fucking months away from a pint. Launch it. <laughs> See you, lads. Good luck. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.